This is Stephen Adams. And this is Cameron Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you're Cameron Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go here. So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Anas Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Anas Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are a part of DailyThunder.com and also Almighty Baller Radio. You can listen to us on Dash Radio on Saturday afternoons. And with me today, Zach Harper of FanRag Sports. Zach, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, we're going to talk draft today. And so there's... Love the draft. Oh, me too. This is... <laughs> it's It's been a really good distraction from the uh, non-competitive playoff games to uh, study some of these guys. Um, so the Thunder picking at 21, all the guys I was excited about at 21 are like vanishing as we speak. Uh, Donovan Mitchell at the top of that list. Uh, his measurables were even more crazy than people thought they would be. He measured with a 6'10 wingspan. Um, and also he just seems to be kind of a great dude. So he's seems to be out of OKC's reach at least. Draft Express has him going 12 right now. So he's he's risen quite a bit. Uh, Luke Kennard is a guy that I've kind of thought, like, oh, he could play backup point, and he can shoot, and he could probably play next to Russ. He's 6'6", but he's rising up draft boards. Um, let's But let's start with Kennard, because I do think that he could plausibly still be there maybe at 21. What do you, what do you think of his game? And when we talk about point guards... Uh, I think the conversation has to start with: Do you think he could also play next to Russell Westbrook? But so, what are your what are your thoughts on Luke Kennard? I do think he could play next to Russell Westbrook. I don't think he's a point guard. Okay. Um, I did like his handle's pretty good. He's an okay passer. Like maybe he's a combo guard in a second unit. And I don't think you're talking about like drafting him and he's the starting shooting guard, right? Or right. like. Or he's the definite backup point guard. I think if you're if you're getting him, you're hoping like this is just a rotation guard for us. Um, he was like a he was a good pick and roll player. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he was just a great shooter in the pick and roll and a, and a great ball handler. I also think that against NBA talent, I mean, maybe I'm just being swayed by his wingspan, but I think his wingspan is shorter than his height, and that just always worries me with playmakers because. Mm-hmm. You have so many long limbs, so much athleticism, so much quickness in the you know, in the NBA that I think him trying to do this against a perimeter defender in the NBA is granted he's much bigger than this guy, but it reminds me of the struggles that Shane Larkin had. And mm-hmm. granted, he's a very undersized point guard um, at like maybe five ten, and and Luke is what six five six six. Um, but to me, they're the same type of limitations in in just trying to match up against relative size in the NBA. Yeah, when you look at his strengths or you watch some of his videos like Draft Express Strength video and they show him like creating his own shot, I just kept thinking like, man, that's not going to work in the NBA. <laughs> like the way that he's creating shots in the lane and some of the stuff. I'm like, right. Man. Like, and I, keep, I keep looking at those videos and I'm like, I, and instead of looking at what he does, I'm trying to focus on who he's doing it against. Right. Yes. And I'm just like, that guy's clearly not an NBA player. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Because, some of the stuff where he'll bump into a guy to create space, it's like, yeah, that works in college, but 
it just, it, I don't know. I just have pause whenever I don't see these like first round picks that can just blow by guys. Um, because I think that's a skill you're like, okay, they can take that to the next level. But whenever they have to be just incredibly crafty to score in college and they're not doing it at an elite level, that kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah. And I think with him, like, obviously the shooting is remarkable. And so I think, I think you, you would love to add that, add that shooting to the thunder because Mm -hmm. they struggled so much as a three point shooting team. Um, But I think like maybe where he's best and maybe this is all you need in a rotation guy coming off the bench is he could be devastating in transition. So playing with Russ, playing with Oladipo in transition, I think that's where you could see him really make his mark. You know, can you, rely on just a guy being good in transition and, and then maybe, you know, spreading the floor a little bit. Like he probably needs to do more than that. And maybe he can do more than that. And it's unfair to assume he won't, uh, because I do think there are some playmaking instincts that he has. It's just, you know, that athleticism, you know, j- I, I don't want to make this, co- this comparison just because they're white shooters, but Jimmer Fredette had a lot of things that you thought like, Hey, maybe this goes right in the NBA. And then it didn't. Yeah. I think Luke will probably have a better attitude towards working um, and towards his relative placement in the NBA than, than Jimmer did. But those are, you know, the, that's the easiest comparison for me to draw, uh, not just because they're white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, and I see that. And I think the only difference to me between them is that he's, Luke is 6'6". Six, six. Right, yeah, he's like three, four inches taller. If Jimmer was 6'6", six, six, I think that I just, I just have to believe that he could have had more of a role in the NBA. Maybe he is yeah, like I agree a with that. fourth or fifth guard still, but... Right. Um, yeah, I like him. I don't, I don't know that he'll fall to 21, but I, I like the idea of him because the Thunder just need as much shooting as they can get. Uh, and they liked running, you know, the second unit offense through the post anyways. And so they could do that with Canner. They could do that with Sabonis. Um, and then just surround him with three or, or four shooters. And I think that that works. Um, so I wanted to talk more about point guards because this – and we don't really consider – you said you didn't consider Kennard to be a point guard. There's really not another point guard that I would consider for the Thunder until really the second round uh, because there's just not any. <laughs> um, right. And so it's it, the conversation starts with Jawan Evans, and I'm an Oklahoma State graduate. I really like him. I kind of question whether he can play next to Russell Westbrook just because of his size. I know that he had an impressive wingspan, but still he's 5'11", and that is worrisome. Uh, but I love his game, and I think that he can run an offense and he can score a little bit. Uh, but what, what are your thoughts on Jawan Evans and his potential fit in OKC? Today's show is sponsored by Chicken Express. Today, right now, you could go into your Chicken Express location around the metro area in Dallas. Lots of locations. For Chicken Express, and you can get this 15 tenders, eight bone in, and 10 biscuits or rolls for 20 bucks. That feeds a lot of people, even if you're a single person. You can go buy that for $20 and be set for a few days on chicken. And it's not only just any chicken, this is some of the most delicious chicken you'll have ever, ever tasted. It's very good. Go check out Chicken Express today. They've also got great sides, mac and cheese, French fries fried corn, corn on the cob, fried okra, all very good stuff. And you can wash it all down with a sweet tea. Go check out Chicken Express today. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. I, I'm i a little worried that he, that we just haven't seen him shoot enough, you know, from the outside to, to space the floor. Like, I think, I think all of it's workable. 
Um, his shooting numbers are good. It's just, you know, we don't have a ton of attempts of him, you know, taking spot up jumpers, him taking, you know, good jumpers off the dribble. And so I think that, you know, that's a little bit of a question mark for me. Um, I don't know how much he had to really work with in terms of, uh, you know, talented teammates to, to, to make better or to make plays that, or to, you know, complete plays that he was making for them. Um, so that makes it a little tougher to judge, but in terms of like a guy who can attack and who can set guys up, I think he's solid. If you're talking about a backup point guard, um, you know, maybe 21 is a little, is a little high for him, uh, because I do think he's more like in that back end of the, of the first round, but maybe you trade back and acquire another second round pick, right. Or, or maybe, um, you, you trade back and you acquire future picks or whatever. And and if he's the guy that you want, you do need to solve that backup point guard position because we saw, you know, Norris and and Samaj just just couldn't cut it. So I think it, it, like if that's if that's the quote unquote risk you're taking with Evans, there's a lot to work with there and there's a lot to like in his game. I like Juwan Evans. I'm a fan mostly because I'm an Oklahoma State homer, but I do think that he can he I think he'll play in the NBA whether or not I don't know that he can be a starting point guard, but I think he can be at least be a backup. Uh, a guy that, that I'm kind of continually falling for is Derek White out of Colorado. I don't know that he can be a quote-unquote point guard, but I think he could be a, a primary ball handler at least. He can score a little bit. He's a big guard. He can score. I think he's one of those guys that could be ready to play next year, mostly just because of his experience. He's a fifth-year senior. He's almost 23. Um, but I'm a big Derek White fan. What are your thoughts on him? I like him. I think he's a playmaker. Um, you know, I, I kind of agree. Like, and I mean this. I mean this in the most complimentary way possible. Like, he could be an Austin Rivers type player in that. You know, Austin Rivers probably takes more crap than he than he deserves. Yeah. He also has moments where he probably deserves a little <laughs> bit more. But he's turned himself into like a solid rotation player. Like his mm-hmm. absence for much of that Clippers Jazz series actually really hurt because he was good against the jazz this year yep. and he was effective and, and you, you know, a guy who can play some defense, who can create some plays, um, who maybe is a shooter, uh, in terms of Austin rivers. Like I think, I think white can be, can be all of that. I, you know, he's got good size. He's, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure he's a point guard. I'm not sure he's a shooting guard. Like that combo guard kind of situation is probably perfect for him. I think he could play off Russ. I think he could play off, uh, Oladipo. I think he could play next to Abrinas. Like I, I think he would fit in really nicely. Yeah, and he's also a guy that the Thunder would trade back for. Maybe they'd buy a pick, but he's he's also kind of rising up the ranks a little bit. Um, people are kind of noticing the skills that he has, and maybe and and age when you get into the second round, like age can't be something that you're afraid of. If you're picking in the top ten, like you're not, it's you're usually not going to draft a twenty three or twenty four year old guy. Um, but if you're in the second round, and the Thunder need they need role players, especially at the guard position. Um, and so if they can bring him in, I think that, that he'd be fantastic. Um, there's a uh, Frank Jackson out of Duke. So he, he's a 19-year-old freshman. He's got some pretty great measurables. He's got he's 6'4 with a 6'7 wingspan. Uh, he, he, got, he got a promise from a team, apparently. That's what Chad Ford reported. And the Thunder love to promise players. And yeah. I, I don't, I don't know why they do that. I don't, I don't really get that. But my friend of mine texted me and was like, he's like, my ears kind of perked up when I heard that. Um, and he's, he's got the quote unquote thunder measurables. The thunder love to have these guys that have length and that are, 
kind of crazy athletes uh, like Frank Jackson is. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on him? I don't. I don't. I haven't watched a ton of him. I know that he didn't play just a, an extreme amount this year. But what are your What are your thoughts on Frank? Yeah, I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can create all that well for others. But he's he's really good. I think attacking off the dribble into jumpers. Mm-hmm. Like I think he shot pretty well. On, on jumpers off the dribble this year, and if you have that skill, and if that tra- you know if that translates for him at the NBA level, sometimes that's all you need out of a backup point guard, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just, I mean, this is probably not the best comparison because I think he's about a foot taller. But you look at someone like JJ Barea, mm-hmm. who like he has a definite skill of he comes around on a pick and roll and he is a threat, you know, and he he had a really nice career as that threat. So if Frank Jackson is that in a six four six three frame. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good backup point guard and a weapon off the bench to have. And we're talking like, you know, because he's playing behind Russ, we're talking like twelve minutes a game. Mm-hmm. So if you have twelve minutes a game, I don't know that he plays well alongside Russ. So maybe that's an issue. Yeah. But I'd feel comfortable throwing him out there with Old Depot, and you just need that one skill to truly translate. And like you said, they're running a lot of stuff out of the out of the post anyway with that second unit. So to be able to you know to potentially spot up get a kick out pass and attack a hard closeout. I think he could be successful. It's crazy to me that he got a first round promise allegedly yeah. um, because I just don't, I don't, I expected him to be like one of those second round guys that you think like, Oh, that's a nice situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Hey, I, I guess the back end of the first round is a crap shoot anyway. Uh, it scares the crap out of me. Cause I, <laughs> I think it was Sam. <laughs> there aren't a lot of, I mean, every year you hear it, like, Oh, Reggie Jackson got a promise. Like, who could that be? Is it Miami? No, it's Oklahoma City again. Um, I don't know. That <laughs> kind of worries me. Uh, there's a couple, and I watch a lot of Big 12 basketball because I live in Big 12 country. So um, Monte Morris is a guy that I really, I think that guy's good. Uh, I don't know if he can do everything he did this year at the NBA level, but I, I really like him. And that's, a, that's like, if you're picking in the 40s or 50s, like you can go buy that pick. Um, and so I, I'd be interested in the Thunder doing something like that. Cause I think that he could play. Yeah, I get, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think in terms of like the risk for, for Morris, it's, it's fine. Um, because the second round is, you know, really just like, if you can find a guy that even you just can throw into your D league program right. and develop for a couple of years, like that's now that's a successful thing. Um, He's good in the pick and roll. Like I know that. Mm-hmm. Like he can he can play in the pick and roll and and in that second unit kind of like talking about with Frank Jackson. That's that's huge. I don't I just don't like is he going to be able to defend at all <laughs> at the NBA level? Like in, in like question. even against a Norris Cole or a Smudge Chris, like I'm right. not convinced that he's going to be able to defend um but as a backup point guard again, you just need that one skill to to really like carve out a niche for you and and maybe he has that just with pick and roll creation. Yeah. And again, it's a flyer. Also, Frank Mason, somebody people talk a lot about. I just think he's too small. I, don't, I just don't. I, I just yeah, don't he's real. It. He's real small. I, I like his game a lot mm-hmm. um, and think I think he'll be one of those guys that probably kicks around the D League for a couple of years, becomes a call up and then, uh, you know, and then can, you know, be a second or third point guard in a in a in a rotation for a, a pretty solid team. I don't know that you need to waste a, a draft pick on him, even if in the second round, because I just think he'll be gettable a lot during his career. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's talk about some wings that could be in the Thunder's range. The guy that Draft Express has OKC taking right now, uh, Rodian's Kurix. 
he's a guy who could be a draft and stash. He didn't play for the big team in Barcelona. Uh, he's still 19, uh, but he's got some athleticism. He can create his own shot a little bit, um, and he's shown to be a shooter, although he didn't shoot it um, that well this season. So, But w- what do you think about Kurix and the possibility of uh, a draft and stash for OKC? Yeah, I mean, I think the draft and, spa- draft and stash is probably the way to go here. Like, he don't really think he can shoot, um, which for a guy yeah. who's like, you know, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, that you're going to need to be able to shoot mm-hmm. at, at the next level. Um, I know he struggled a lot this year with his outside shot, and he's not that good of a – he's not a bad free throw shooter. Like, he's not, you know, Andre Robertson, but he's not uh, an elite free throw shooter. So it makes me wonder, you know, that kind of stuff just – is he going to be able to play make? Is he going to be able to shoot at the next level? And, and is that shot workable? If they feel the shot's workable, then yeah, draft and stash, bring him over, see what he can do. But I'm not, I'm not sure that you're getting a guy who's even half as good or has half the potential that Abrinas has, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I, I love Alex Abrinas. I'm really excited for his development this summer. And he's see, good. See like, he's he, he can play. He's athletic. He can shoot. Like I think he's gonna you know, really take off in years two, three, four of his NBA career. Mm-hmm. And as we continue this conversation, like the only reason I'd consider Kirk's is just because I, I don't know what these other guys can do. And the Thunder right. need a wing pretty badly, and they'd be nice to get a wing that they can develop and who's not on a high contract. Um, but the options are limited. Terrence Ferguson, uh, I don't really like Terrence Ferguson. I'm not sure that he can create on the nba level uh he seems just crazy streaky he's super thin i think he'll end up probably defending twos at the next level yeah and the thunder just don't need that they don't need another two they need a guy that can play really three four uh and terrence ferguson's not that guy but what, what do you think about ferguson i love the idea of him yeah um just in <laughs> you know out in the ether i love the idea of someone like terrence ferguson uh you know i haven't seen a ton of him play but everything i've seen i've thought Oh, that could be better. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> it would be better if he could shoot or attack or whatever. Yeah. And, like, I don't know that he got a fair shake in, in Australia this year. Uh, but I know, like, he didn't really take advantage of the moments he had. Yeah. And that, you know, that, I, he's still so young that that shouldn't bury him. But even as, like, a first-round pick this year, I, I wonder, like, is that really the best usage of, yeah. of what like, I think the guy that – he, he, you have to come in with the understanding and he has to buy into the understanding of like, you're spending two years in the D league, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, and you like, you'll get some time with the NBA team, but don't expect to play. Don't expect to have an impact. Like you are going to commit to the, to being in our D league program. And you have to, you have to sh- prove to us that you are accepting of that and that you're going to you know take advantage of every bit of that, that development, you know, focus. Yeah. Any sort of like hope, for him, uh, you just destroyed it with the two years in the D League comment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've not been a fan of him. Um, a guy that I feel like I can talk myself into is Simi Ojale out of SMU. Uh, he's a big dude. He's six seven. He's got a six nine wingspan. He's two thirty five. Uh, my big concern for him is that he doesn't seem to have feel for the game and the Thunder have traditionally gotten a lot of those guys to surround Russ and KD, but now it's just Russ. My take is that they need to find guys that do have feel for the game. And I think they did that with Sabonis. And I think that they did that with Abrinas. And I think that they want to have more guys that know what to do with the ball 
Um, I'm not convinced that Ojale is that guy. What are your What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I I agree. I don't think he has a great feel for them. I mean, what's interesting about like that is he doesn't seem to have any idea of how to make plays for others, mm-hmm. but he also doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like he doesn't have feel for the game. And he's just lost out there. Like he really has just that focus of I'm putting a shot up here, which is fine. Like that's not bad. And he can shoot. I like I think I think his shooting translates to the next level. Um, but if you can't really play make out of that, then he has to be kind of that elite scorer off the bench. Mm-hmm. And that might be asking a lot. And for a guy who's like, what is he like? 23. Yeah. He's older, you know, 22, 23, like not, it's not that thing of, you know, I, I agree with you. Like when you're picking as late as the thunder are, I think you're just looking for a rotation guy. Like, I don't think you, I don't think you need to have this super young 19 year old guy who you can mold like you're just looking for a guy who plugs in at any point in the next couple of years and and maybe he's that but the fact that he seems to have so little feel for anything outside of outside of scoring and shooting um at 22 23 that does worry me a little bit like because i think at that point you should have a, a greater grasp of of what's going on and also like he may be a guy that's like kind of 10 years too late you know like i think the kind of player he is um 10 years ago, he finds a spot because you could you could play him against threes or fours, whereas I don't know that he's necessarily a stretch four in today's NBA, even though he can shoot, if that makes sense. Like, I kind of feel like he's in a position where he doesn't have a position, and it's one of the rare occurrences where it's actually a bad thing yeah. in today's NBA. Yeah, and he's, and he's kind of fallen into the second round um, by a lot of people's standards. And I'm – I don't know. I just – I just am of the belief that the Thunder don't need anybody else that doesn't really know what to do with the ball besides shoot when they get it. They need guys that yeah, and, can create. And if he could turn himself into like a great rebounder, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that probably helps it. And, and if he can, I think everyone's kind of hoping he'd have like a seven foot wingspan. Yeah. Right. And then when it comes in at like, I think it was like just under six ten or just under, you know, or around six nine or whatever it was. Um, when it, when it comes to that, then you're kind of like, Ooh, I don't know if he'll be, as good a defender as we hoped at the next stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he he's a he's a big dude, and I think that he might be able to carve out a role. But it's it's just hard. It's hard to play in this league if you don't if you don't have a good mind for basketball. You have to just be a crazy yeah. elite athlete. Um, he's got guns. I, I mean, he could maybe go into modeling or you know bodybuilding or something like. He's got he's got huge arms. He does. Lee Ellis is going to love these biceps. Oh. Else is going to go nuts over <laughs> Semi Ojale. <laughs> um, so I am enamored with this 10th pick that the Kings have because I think, I, I don't know, I mean, anything is possible with the Kings. And so I wonder if the Kings, and this might be crazy, and I don't know, I, I, I would love for the Thunder to sell Ennis Cantor to the Kings and say, this is your 2010 guy. You know, he can also step out and shoot threes, so he's going to fit um, whatever style you want him to, and we'll trade you Cantor and the 21 for 10 and Kufus or something like that. What are your What are your thoughts on that trade? I agree. I think anything is possible with the Kings. <laughs> like, I, think that, I think if you can convince them that Ennis Cantor is a three-point shooter moving forward, you have not only slowed Vladi on – getting another big man, which he seems to love. Yes. But you've also sold uh, Vivek on getting a three point shooter, which he definitely loves. Yes. Um, to me, like that is, 
that is a misappropriation of funds if you're the ganks because <laughs> I don't think Cantor makes makes them makes them makes them better better in any way with what right. they're trying to build. Uh, but dangling a pick with it, taking Kufos's contract, which isn't that bad, but it's you know it's enough to to maybe they feel they're not maximizing that and they want to get more time for Papianis, and you can play Cantor next to Papianis. I guess I don't know <laughs> that could be that could be a real disaster. Uh, but I see what you're doing. You're trying to get up there to get Donovan Mitchell, yeah. and, uh, and and I think that's a smart. Way. I mean, I think you I think you float it next you know out to Vladi, and then you call Vivek and you try to you try to convince him that that. You know, this is the best move for them. And Ennis Cantor was a number three pick, or what? You know, whatever he was. Right. And, uh, and I think you could, uh, yeah, I think you could trick the Kings into that move. Yeah, I hope. I hope so. Um, Cantor's going to be tough to deal this summer, just because there are a ton of guys like him out there that other teams would like to trade. But I like to dream a little bit. There's three guys that I, and I'm still. I think I don't know what I think yet because I like all these guys a lot. Frank, okay, do you know how to pronounce his last name? Because I can't. Not- not a chance. Okay. I think it's Nidalikinina or something. I don't know. So I just call I just call German Frank or whatever. <laughs> so and I, I've heard it pronounced different ways, and I've heard people say... Oh, I'm sorry. French, French Frank. That's yeah, French Frank. I've heard people say Tilakina, and I've heard people say Nilakina, but there's like the NT there, and you know you're not supposed to pronounce one of them. And right. I, 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 took, know. I, took four years, I took four years honors French. I have no idea. <laughs> So <laughs> I can't help you. We'll we'll stick with Frank. Uh, I I think that he's a guy that could fit well next to Russell Westbrook. Eventually, he's still young. He's eighteen. He's almost nineteen years old. Um, six five. Uh, he's he's a little George Hillish in that he's not like a I need the ball in my hands all the time point guard. He's a sp- kind of a spot up guy. I think he could run an offense eventually. A lot of people call him a triangle point guard. But to me, like a triangle-type point guard is perfect next to Russ. You can come in and run the second unit for 10 to 15 minutes and then play next to Russ if they need him to at any point. So I'm, I'm a big fan of, of him and the idea of him next to Russ. The, the only thing that scares me off is his age in the opposite way in that, you know, Russ is ready to win now. Um, is, is he ready to, to be a player even in the next two years? And I don't know the answer to that. Equal with the most competitive interest rates and highly trained professionals, Lincoln Lending will communicate and accommodate your every need throughout the home buying process. Getting approved has never been easier with Lincoln Lending's new mobile app and website. Download the Lincoln Lending app at the App Store or Google Play Store. Visit our website at www.lincolnok.com or call 799 L E N D, that's 799 LEND, to apply today. Lincoln Lending, not all lenders are created equal. NMLS 398026. Yeah, I kind of feel like the answer to that is no, right? I mean, maybe he comes in right away and he just has a, a good feel for, for everything and you, and you love his size. Yes. Um, but, and I, I don't know, I mean, I don't know how to judge the talent in the French League. I know it's low or, you know, lower than like judging guys who have played in the, in the Spanish league. You're like, Hey, that's the second best league in the, in the world. If you have any kind of success there, you know, you can see how it translates with the French league. I just, I mean, I know there are talented players there, but I don't, I don't know how to judge the competition overall. And in terms of like his, the help he had, the players he was going against, uh, it seems like he can really shoot the ball and he could be a scorer. So you like that. I don't know that he has any kind of feel for running a pick and roll, 
which which kind of scares me in terms of him contributing right away. But if you move up and you take him and you're like, this guy's going to play next to Oladipo, this guy's going to play next to Russ at times over the next you know four or five years, um, I think he could I think he could eventually flourish in that role. I just if you're looking for a guy who contributes now, I don't think he's that guy. Yeah. Uh, would you take Donovan Mitchell or OG Ananobi at that spot? Ooh, um, I'd probably take OG. Yeah, just I think the potential there is spectacular. Yes, I, Mitchell's probably a safer pick for for contributing now, but I would roll the dice with OG and just and just say like, man, if this guy can bounce back right away and he you know and his his shot is workable and all, you know translates to the NBA and all that stuff what he could do defensively for you and the type of player he could be off the ball offensively, like especially next to Russ, like that's scary. Yeah. Uh, I, I love him. I think that he his his defense alone. People like compare his instincts to like Kawhi Leonard. And I know that's like a crazy high bar, but if he's even like 75% of that, like that's Yeah. That's, that's an incredible player. Right? Yes. <laughs> like 75% of, of Kawhi would be spectacular. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he like he's someone like if he hadn't gotten hurt, would like would, would he be outside the top eight right now? Like, I don't think he would. No, I think he he'd be debating be. like, we really want Dennis Smith Jr. over him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he would be he or maybe he'd be even higher. Maybe he'd be up there with with you know Tatum and Isaac and those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I mean to play the three and the four, which is an incredibly important defensive position. He can probably switch on almost anything. I. I um, if he can develop a three-point shot, I mean, this guy should be probably in the top five. Um, if if people are convinced of that, um, his, his arms do not end. No, like his arms just keep going. <laughs> he's seven-two wingspan. He's six foot eight, two fifteen. Like this is, I mean, this is also like the Thunder have always looked for guys that have these kind of measurables, and like yeah. he just screams, you know, a player that Sam Presti would love. And so I would if you move if you move up in the draft and are able to get him and then like you develop him right away and he and you have a second unit that has him and Jeremy Grant mm-hmm. that I mean I don't know how I don't know what you do if you're the opponent like that's so much length and athleticism to deal with yep and you know like I don't think I I don't buy Jeremy Grant's shooting yet yep. he's got to do it for longer um, but if you get both of them to kind of start shooting the ball. Well, like that's that's just an incredible weapon to have off the bench. Yeah, no doubt. And he could be like a, your Robertson replacement. Some people talked about Grant being the Robertson replacement. Like, no, like he can't. Grant really can't play on the wing. And I think right. the Thunder figured that out pretty quick. But I think OG could. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I expect him to be. You know, as long as everything's sound medically, um, he should be a guy that translates defensively pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that would be my guy as well. I love Donovan Mitchell. I loved him at 21. I don't like him quite as much at 10 or 12 or whatever. Um, yeah. I, I like his scoring ability. I kind of I love his mentality on the court. Uh, all of his interviews that I've watched, like he just seems like he really is a good dude and knows what he's talking about. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of him, but I, I just – I would rather take – swing for the fences if you get up that high with Ananobi because – He's at least going to be Andre Robertson, uh, but he has the potential to be a, a three-point shooting Andre Robertson, which would, I mean, that's a max player probably. Yeah, yeah, especially in today's, I mean, you look at someone like, you know, Chris Middleton, who obviously more of a playmaker than OG, but um, 
but those guys are now getting 15, 16, $17 million a year. Like that's probably the minimum. If he can develop a three point shot, what he's going to get long term mm-hmm. with the next contract. Uh, another guy who's a wing, and I think he's just going this high, in my opinion, because he's a wing, is Justin Jackson out of North Carolina. Um, his shot selection and kind of his overall offensive game kind of scares me. Uh, but what are your what are your thoughts on Jackson and his fit in the NBA? Uh, so I, I wrote a, a breakdown of him around the national title game, um, and I get why people like him. I just I don't think he's a shooter, mm-hmm. and if he's not a shooter. Um, I don't know why he would be a lottery pick. Yeah. Cause I don't, I just don't think he has, I don't think he has all that much, uh, to offer outside of, you know, of be like, I think a lot of people think like, Oh, here's a three and D guy coming out. But to me, like he's more, he just reminds me a lot of Matt Barnes mm-hmm. and does anybody want Matt Barnes? You know, like, and maybe that's too harsh. Maybe yeah. that's, you know, if that's his floor, then fine. Like that's a, you know, a journeyman for 13 years in the NBA, like fine. Like, you, you know, that's, that's not a horrendous guy to have, but it's not, you know, a guy that provides a lot of hope. And so right. maybe that's selling him too low, but, um, but if, yeah, man, if he can't shoot, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what the appeal is. Yeah. I, I'm just overall, just not a fan. And I don't know. I don't know how good he can be on the NBA level. Um, a guy I had on to talk draft just said that he could be like a, a worse Michael Beasley on offense where a guy who does, who, you know, thinks that he can create everything, but just really can't, um, that there's really not a place for guys like that in the NBA. Um, so he, he kind of scares me and I hope the thunder wouldn't consider selecting him if they did, uh, make this magnificent trade with the Kings. Um, (laughs) I have another Kings question for you. How invested are the Kings in Willie Colley Stein? Because he's a guy that really interests me as like a potential backup, um, and I don't I don't know how invested they are in that guy. I think they, I think they're pretty high on him in terms of like if you're going to have you know a more modern if you're going to have a more modern approach um, to the NBA in terms of like playing sort of four out with this super athletic big man inside who can you know play both ends of the floor. I think they really believe that that's him. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I don't think he's like ungettable by any means. I think you, I don't think you would have to, you know, trade off a a super high pick or super valuable role player in order to get him. But you do have to give something because I do think that, you know, it's not just what he can mean. It's, it's another, like if they let another lottery, you know, high pick, what was he? Fifth or sixth pick in the draft. If you let another guy like that, um, either not flourish or get away and flourish elsewhere. There's just only so many of those bullets you can take before, you know, someone has to get canned. So I think there is some trepidation within the organization in regards to him of just like, this guy has to be good and he has to be good for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, rank these top guys for me. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, Jason Tatum and Josh Jackson. All right, I, the way you're supposed to go with this is Josh Jackson number one. Yeah, uh, and then and then you know preference like Tatum or Isaac two three. Um, I think I like Isaac more than anybody there. Huh. <laughs> and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be different by any means, mm-hmm. but I just like I'm not totally. And this will end. I guarantee you within like two years this will end up sounding really stupid. <laughs> I don't totally buy Jackson as a shooter. Yeah. At the NBA level. Like, I don't like his shot. Mm-hmm. Um, his shot reminds me a lot of Josh Childress. 
Ugh. in that it's fine at the, it's fine at the college level enough. Um, and granted, like he's a, you know shown to be a better shooter than Josh Childress so far, but it's such a weird low release point that I don't know how he consistently gets it gets it off against NBA defenders off the dribble. Mm-hmm. So like if he's not if he's not able to shoot coming off the dribble on a pick and roll, it really does limit like his playmaking ability for others and um, attacking the basket and stuff. So that's my biggest pause with him is I think he can do just about everything at the NBA level, but I'm not buying him as a guy coming around a pick and, you know, sticking a three pointer off the dribble or whatever. Um, and, and because of that, like, I don't think Isaac will be asked to do all of that. I think Isaac will, become a terror in the open floor um and i i think he moves so intelligently without the ball and that florida state team has talent but you put him with like an nba playmaker i think he's gonna just live at the rim and i think he i think he'll be able to shoot at the next level in terms of being a spot-up guy so i'm just very high on isaac right now of I'm glad I don't have the three, the number three pick because <laughs> I would probably end up making the wrong decision in that in that case. And I like Tatum a lot too. Like I kind of look at Tatum as like I think this comparison's been made quite a bit, but he reminds me a lot of Tobias Harris. Yeah, like he can he can score. Uh, he's a he's an ISO scorer. He, I think he'll be able to defend enough at the NBA level. Um, I just think he's going to be a bucket getter, and he I I think he's a good shooter and. Um, I think he's a safe pick. I just don't know that his upside is as high as the other guys. Uh, and I guarantee whatever I've just said will be, look really stupid within two years. That's what, that's what the draft, draft is all about. It's just looking really dumb later on. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Jason Tatum, I, I have heard that comp. And that kind of, if you're picking four, like I'd just rather take Jonathan Isaac and just go just all upside. Because... Uh, I don't know. That comp yeah, scares especially me. If you're at four. Phoenix, right? Yeah. Like I, I just think with Phoenix, like they have a they have Devin Booker. Like they have yeah. a guy who can't really defend, who can you know just go get you buckets. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, you kind of need both both players. So like, do you feel comfortable? I don't. And granted, this guy doesn't have to be in their future plans. But do you feel comfortable playing Tatum next to TJ Warren? No, probably not. No. Can you buy buy into like Isaac playing next to TJ Warren? Yeah, mm-hmm. like once he puts on a little strength, I think that I think that works. Yeah. I like I like the idea of Jonathan Isaac, and if he can, I mean, right now he's going to the Timberwolves. Like that was that's probably perfect for for him and for the T Wolves. If he can, yeah, if he can play like, for, especially if he can, if he can, yeah, if he can shoot at the next level, if he can play, if he can learn to play four, like then you move Gorgie Jing either in a trade or you move him to the as the first big off the bench, and you're playing, you know, you're playing combination of you know whatever point guard they end up figuring out uh Levine Wiggins Isaac Towns as a starting lineup like that that in three years that could be a real dangerous lineup yes yeah that would be that would be super fun uh Zach thanks for coming on the show today we can follow you on Twitter at talk hoops we can read your stuff on fan rag sports we can listen to you what the true hoop pod is not called the true hoop pod tell me the name of it again yeah, not allowed to call it the True Hoop Pod anymore. I think it's. I think we're sticking with the basketball analogy, but there's okay. a chance that it gets moved to the basketball friends. Um, just follow Jade underscore TBA. He puts out all the podcasts. Yeah, basketball friends is a great name for that show. Just a really great name. It is. A, it. Yeah. I mean, El Hassan knows how to come up with stuff, and he came up with that. I I believe, I love and it. Uh, that seems to be. I know it's definitely the one that Rachel Nichols. 
is pushing for, <laughs> which means it will probably happen. It's awesome. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, we will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Yeah.